This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hit us on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, Instagram as well. Unfortunately, I got to talk Yankees. The fortunate part is they're not playing tonight. So it means we won't be reacting to a loss as we've done eight of the last ten nights. Uh, what a pathetic road trip they had out on the West Coast. Mets had a chance to sweep today. Lost at home to the White Sox and Jose Quintana's season debut, so we'll get a little bit into that as well. Uh, but we do have to start, of course, with football. As we are inching closer and closer, what is it, 53 days now before the start of the NFL season? And at least in this town, we've got two teams with legitimate expectations. And I, I just thought about this. When's the last time that it happened for both the Jets and the Giants? You go into the season and both of the respective fan bases feel like you've got a reason to be optimistic. Now, some would say Jet fans are going a little too far, you know, in one direction, saying Super Bowl and, you know, having that prematurely. But the expectation of making the playoffs, finally ending this drought after 12 seasons, that's on the table. You now have a quarterback in here who understands what it takes to, you know, try to carry a team and not that he's going to have to do a bunch of heavy lifting because this is a roster that is loaded with talent. But however you feel about what the, you know, ceiling is for this group, you you have to start with making the playoffs. And then for the Giants, last season comes out of nowhere, year one of a rebuild. So it is definitely realistic for that fan base to feel like, you know, why not us? Because you take a look at the NFC, the only three teams I know for certain that will be in the playoffs, the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl last year, they are the defending NFC champions, just paid Jalen Hurts, who I thought really, you know, if not for the injury, should have been the MVP last year. You've got the Niners, of course, who, you know, every year they're a contender, Kyle Shanahan, what a genius he is, being able to navigate, you know, not having a a legitimate quarterback because of health and everything else. And then the Cowboys. Those are the three teams we know for certain are going to make the playoffs next year. Assuming, of course, nothing catastrophic happens. But that opens the door for the Giants, even though the feeling is they can be a much better team, they can be an improved version of what we saw last year, now that is year two for Brian Dable and that coaching staff rebuilding this, this, uh, this, this organization, the feeling is you can see a better product, but it not necessarily result in more wins because, you know, the competition is tougher. You're not playing a last place schedule. But coming off of a season where you didn't have anything that you expected, you go to the playoffs, you win a playoff game, all of a sudden your quarterback gets paid, so you feel good going forward. The, the, the Saquon Barkley situation notwithstanding, but man, it's been a long time that both the Jets and the Giants fans can go into a year collectively feeling like, yo, it's about to be lit. About to be lit. And then, you know, coincidentally enough, these two teams will play each other this year. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all of the fun that is going to be had this season. We'll get into the expectations for the Jets. We'll talk a little bit also about 
because uh, I'm thinking about this. I feel like something is being masked because of the Saquon Barkley situation. Now, I don't expect that he is going to make good on these threats we're hearing surface about him potentially missing the season. I don't foresee that happening because it would be career suicide, in my opinion. That's just not a sound decision to make if he is looking at, you know, potentially getting that next contract, if he's looking at going on to have a successful career, rest of his career. I just don't think that it makes sense for him to do that. But there is, a, you know, something we're missing on the Giants front as it pertains to what's happening over there. And I think it's being masked by the Saquon Barkley situation. But so much to get to today. 800-919-3776. Ty D. Butler is where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. So let's get it cooking. We're going until 10 o'clock tonight. Filling in for the great Dan Grosso, who did an excellent job this week on the K-Show. was listening to him and Don. Tremendous work. Dan will be off tomorrow. They're back on the K-Show on Monday. So I'm going to try my best to fill in for the, for the big guy, for the Jersey guy. Going until 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Really cool news. So tomorrow in the K-Show, Michael back with Don. Peter is still on vacation hanging out in Turks and Caicos. Uh, A-Rod's going to be in the show in the 5 o'clock hour. So looking forward to seeing what he has to say about the Yankees who are just hemorrhaging right now. Just hemorrhaging. And I thought Don made a great point on the K-Show, and we'll get more into the Yankees later. Aaron Boone was brought into a situation managing a team that was one win away from getting to the World Series. The talent was there. They were young. This thing was supposed to blossom into not just one but multiple championships. So now that they are in a tailspin, is he the right guy to deal with what's happening? Because, I mean, without question, this is the biggest dose of adversity he's ever had to face. So we'll see what happens the rest of the way. And if they don't find a way to not just get into the playoffs, but to escape the cellar of the American League East, which talked about this last night, it's the latest into the season they've been in last place since 1990, going back 33 years. If none of that changes, what does it mean Going forward, how does Hal view this? Is it just, you know, injuries bit us again? Because, uh, frankly, it, it, it's so hilarious that the Yankees are the only team in, in baseball who just can't deal with injuries. And I get Aaron Judge is a huge one. But to sit here and act like him being in a lineup would have changed the defensive miscues, the base running blunders. You know, Radon's just going at Yankee fans last night, blowing kisses. Like, there's so much that is going wrong with this team. Simply adding Judge into the equation is not going to fix it. So I'm just curious to see if the rest of the season goes this way, you know, what's going to happen. But, you know, we'll, we'll get more into the baseball uh, as we progress to the show. As far as the Jets are concerned, what are the expectations? I know we're still, what, two weeks away from playing the first preseason game, that Hall of Fame game against the Browns. We're still 53 days, I guess, for the, for the Jets, 54 days away from week one. Buffalo at home, Monday Night Football, which is the, uh, a, a huge game. I mean, you cannot understate how big of a game that is 
Because you'd imagine that in order to compete for this division title, you have to, at the very least, split with the Bills. And if you're splitting with them, you'd say that the best chance of beating that team is at home. You have to win that game. And it's not going to sink you if you don't. But just right off, right off the bat, right out of the gate, big game. Because the Dolphins, I, I kept saying this for weeks. If Tua stays healthy, if Tua stays healthy, let's just say he does. We're talking about Miami having one of the best rosters in all of football. And when he was healthy last year, he was in the MVP conversation. They add Jalen Ramsey to that defense. Vic Fangio's now the coordinator on that side of the ball. So that is a scary group. This division's going to be tough. So with all of that you know, being put out there, what, what are the expectations for this team? And I'll lay it out there like this. If the Jets do blank, it will be considered a success. Is it just make the playoffs? You don't have to win a playoff game? Do they have to get to the divisional round? Is it that, you know, they got to get to the AFC championship game? What has to happen in order for you to deem this season a a success? It's going to be tough. There are a lot of still question marks. You add the the tremendous talent at, at quarterback, but there's still a lot to be figured out with the head coach who hasn't, you know, been winning a lot of games in his first couple years. What is he, 11 and 24 as a head coach? Now, the built-in excuse is he hasn't had a quarterback, but this feels like Sam Darnold all over again, right, where it's we don't really know how to judge him. You know, he doesn't have weapons. That, that was the commentary of, around Sam, right? Same with Zach Wilson. You never really knew if you were at the point to render a verdict because of the circumstances. Same thing with Salah. Just, just don't know because, you know, the roster wasn't good. And now that he finally has the quarterback, you are immediately thrust into a situation where there's really no room for a margin of error. You, you have to <laughs> go out there and immediately start winning games. That schedule is tough. The division is, I mean, a gauntlet. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, especially the first six games where you got a, a brutal schedule. Buffalo, Dallas, New England, who you haven't beaten since 2015. Then you've got the Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. You play the Broncos after that, who you did beat last year. I mean, that brings back painful memories, losing Brees Hall in that game. But the Broncos, if they are going to get better, now's the time that you add you know, a Hall of Fame head coach, Sean Payton, can unlock whatever is left of Russell Wilson. And then the Eagles, the only team in the NFL you've never beaten. So it, 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 it's, there's a lot on the table there as far as the Jets are concerned. Open with the Giants, I want to pay off this tease. All eyes are on Daniel Jones. Masking that harsh reality is the Saquon situation. Because it's all we've been talking about for weeks. Is he going to get the long-term extension? Is he going to get the big contract? What happens if he's franchised? Now we're hearing threats that he could, you know, sit out the season because he's so agitated, so annoyed with this organization, he feels disrespected that they reneged on giving him the big-time money. All of that has masked what is staring us in the face now. Is that, you know, Daniel Jones, step up to the plate. 
Because even if Barkley plays, let's just say we have the best case scenario unfold. Barkley plays on the tag. He shows up week one. He's like, you know what? Haven't proven it to you guys yet. Watch what I do this year. Watch me work. Even if that's the case, the future of this offense is predicated on Daniel Jones playing up to his contract, which means you are now going to expose him to more responsibilities. You're removing the training wheels. The task for Dable last year was to obviously unlock Jones, but to put him in positions where he wasn't frantic. Because we saw in the past, things got crazy, pocket collapsed, he's using his wheels, panic time enters, fumble or interception. The turnovers really bedeviled him in the first couple of years of his career. And that's not even to mention the injuries. So now that he's more comfortable and he's coming off of a career season where he had 15 passing touchdowns, I, I, you know, it's unfair to just say, oh, you're paying him all this money for 15 touchdowns. Look at the full body of work. 22 is the number we have to focus on because he added seven rushing. And we know that the luxury he provides as a quarterback who is physically gifted is his ability to, when things break down or even when called upon via the design run, he can go out there and, and corral yards and lead to touchdowns. So coming off of a career season, you just paid him, what, four years, 160. There is that expectation that his game goes to another level. The reality is you are banking on him getting better. If this is it, if what we saw last year is his ceiling and there is no growth spurt, as far as his production and his acumen and his IQ and making guys around him better, then that is a disaster for, for the Giants. A regression would be the worst-case scenario, but even something along the lines of a flattening where this is all there is to the package that is Daniel Jones. So we're going to watch and see if he is spooked by the the money now being given the, 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 the keys to the franchise, quite literally. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Because all eyes are going to be on this guy. We're going to hear all about the contract. He plays poorly. See, overpaid for a mediocre at best quarterback. And the reason why in this era of football you don't overpay for the running back it's because you look around and you see who's winning the championships. Oh, the Bucks with Brady. Oh, the Chiefs with Mahomes. Who's in the Super Bowl? Oh, that's right. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Burrow with the Bengals. It's all about the quarterback. It's all about the quarterback. So with that in mind, the Giants, I thought, did a, a, a tremendous job in not acquiescing to the demands of Saquon not becoming so emotionally vulnerable where you just say, all right, man, you're the face of the franchise. You've done such a great job, uh, you know, being a, a leader and a fan favorite. Here's the money. They did an excellent job being disciplined in that regard. So now uh, you put the pressure, rightfully so, on the quarterback, and it's time for him to elevate his game. They do have an improved wide receiver core from last season. Shepard returning from injury. Got hurt in that Monday night football game 
uh, against the Cowboys. Wondell Robinson, who essentially lost his, the entirety of his rookie season. Darren Waller, who might be your best threat as the tight end. Hodgins a year older in this system. Slayton. So uh, Hyatt is you know, a speedster. He's going to be your over-the-top threat. We just drafted. So I'm excited uh, to watch this group unfold. With Dable in year two. With Daniel Jones a year older in this system. With the improved weapons. And we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if Saquon is going to show up. I still don't believe it's going to happen. And I, I tweeted it out earlier because uh, I saw Rappaport was, you know, alluding to this podcast. I guess Saquon went on and he talked about why you know, or, or, you know, he talked about the fact that he could sit out. I said, stop lying. I just don't see it happening. And the quote was, now I'm at a point where it's like, Jesus, I might have to take it to this level. Am I prepared and willing to take it to the level? I don't know. And he's talking about possibly, you know, missing games. The one way he can show his worth is not to play. I, I just don't think that's in his best interest. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. 800-919-3776. We were, you know, having some technical issues with the phones that we have since addressed. So I will get to you guys when we get back. Ty Butler in for Dan Grasso. We're going until 10 o'clock tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to the phones. Let's do that. And I'm going to start with, I'll be honest, a name that resonates with me because it's the name of a character in probably my favorite movie all the time. So let's head to the Bronx. We start with G-Money. What's up, G-Money? Hey, what's going on, brothers? What's going on? How y'all feeling? Am I, am I my brother's keeper? Oh, absolutely. That's how I feel about the yes, Giants. I am. am I the Giants keepers? Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, sir. What's up, man? Talk to me. Everything's cool. Listen, this is a thing that I cannot understand with a whole bunch of even giant fans, but definitely the NFL fans, right? So, you know, they say speed kills, whatever the case may be, blah, 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 blah. And everybody's always putting down Jones because actually as a fan, I actually did the first when they drafted him. I was shocked, you know, somebody else I wanted. But however, he actually gets better and better as the season goes. Playing with players that as y'all know, wasn't even in the lead or practice squad. Okay, but now let me get to my quick point because I'm on, on the air. Waller, Waller, however you pronounce his name. Last year, the Raiders was what, the running back ran for almost, what, 2,000 yards? He led the lead in running. Why? Because Josh they couldn't Jacob, stack yep. the box. They couldn't mm-hmm. stack the box. Even though they had to do Adams as a receiver too, can knock him, but they could not stack the box because they would have got burnt up. Okay, that's one thing. So now the Giants bring in nothing but speed. Now all they do is bring in speed. So when they bring, when you bring in all that speed, you got to respect it. And then what's Saquon going to be? I know y'all. I know everybody is seeing spooky. Saquon ain't signed his contract. But Saquon know that this is one of the best teams that he could be on right now. So, guys, I just feel like the Giants are going to surprise a whole bunch of teams and people because with better coaching – and more fluent players, man, the sky's the limit, y'all. So that's my thing, y'all. The sky is the limit for the New York football giants. And that's all yeah, I got listen, to say. G- Go blue. G-Money, yes, appreciate the call. 
And I will say this, as I opened with, the NFC makes it so that even when I come on here and say the Giants don't have a shot at winning the Super Bowl, the NFC, because of the lack of firepower outside of you know, the Eagles, the Niners, and the Cowboys, you got to feel like you're, you're right there in that second tier, right? Uh, I guess, you know, the Lions, there's some hype around them because of how they played last year. And now that Rodgers is going out of that north, you feel like they can make some noise. The Vikings were just in the playoffs. So they just, you know, cut Dalvin Cook. So they lost their, their primary running back. Seahawks with Geno Smith. Uh, there are teams with question marks. There are teams that you, you know are, are, are going to vie for the playoffs. But there are only three that I just feel great about getting there. And the Giants have to be in that mix, especially if you are high uh, on Brian Dable and what he's been able to do so far with this team. You have to feel like if Daniel Jones can be as good as he was last year, and he wasn't great. I don't want to overrate the season he had. But even if he could be that good in year one in this system, then to use your words, the sky's the limit. My primary concern would just be when you add more responsibilities to his plate, does that expose him to those mistakes that plagued him to start his, to start his career, where he's turning the ball over again, where that panic is starting to set in. And once you lose, eventually it's going to happen, I think, with the Saquon Barkley relationship being fractured, at some point he's not going to be a part of the future of this franchise. So once you lose that security blanket, is Daniel Jones going to be able to withstand that by elevating his game? Now the credit I, I think he deserves and why I feel like it is unfair when people just tout the 15 touchdowns last year is look who he was throwing to. Now I don't want to be disrespectful and say they're not talented. These guys are in the NFL. Of course they're talented. But the names, it, you, you'd hear an announcer say a name, and you're like, wait, who is that guy? I've never heard of him before. So that's, I, I, I think, where he, he deserves a ton of uh, praise. Let's go to Spring Valley. We talk to James. What's up, James? My man, Ty D. Butler. What's going on, man? Big Blue in the building. What up, on? baby? Not Big much. Blue in the building. No trolling James, James and Spring Valley. No. Yeah, because I'm 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 ready for you to make your point about no, the no, Giants no. and then throwing your little no, shot no. about the Jets because you know what's gonna hurt <laughs> me. So so let's hear Listen, it. Let's hear no, it. I'm ready for it. I'm no. ready for it. All right. No trolling on the Jets. The Jets we know. The Jets are doing Jets things. So I will save my. What are Jets things, James? What, no 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 no. What's let's, Jets let's, things, James? What are Jets things? What's that? <laughs> No, you I'm can't just help waiting yourself. for the season to <laughs> Listen, I'm just waiting for the season to start, you know, see what the Jets do, and when the Jets fall on their face, then I will come back with the jokes. But until then, I will reserve it until the season starts. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait on the Jets. But okay. I gotta talk about the Giants. And I gotta talk about Saquon Barkley. And Barkley is a big part of this offense. I think people should understand that. And I'm I'm not as high on Daniel Jones as some people on. I mean, yeah, he had um, 22 total touchdowns, and I, I get who he's throwing to, and now he has a better cast of characters now with Darren Waller and Paris Campbell and some really um, decent receivers. So I guess my question to you is, 
if this, you know, I do believe Saquon is playing. I don't, I, I like, you know, he removed the Giants from the bio. Don't read, let's not read into it. I think he's playing. But if this is Saquon, if this is Saquon's last year with the Giants, where do the Giants go from here? Because it's like, because Saquon Barkley, he's not just some regular running back. I mean, the dude was offensive rookie of the year. Like, you know, he was picked number two overall. Like, he was the number two overall pick. And he was a big part of why the Giants made the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. So where did the Giants go if Saquon Barkley is not a part of the future? Because I don't know if Daniel Jones is is that guy that, you know, because if he's not that guy, then guys have bigger issues. Yeah, well, here's the thing, James, and I appreciate the call. Regardless of what you do at running back, you know, after Saquon is no longer here, the the answer is if Daniel Jones doesn't become that guy, none of it matters because you are only going to go as far as this quarterback takes you. Now, the Giants have built themselves a little bit of an out because the contract they gave him, yeah, it says four years, 160, but they do have the ability uh, after 2024, so the second year of his deal, to save $21 million if they move on from him. So I, I think, if I'm reading this correctly, they're still a little unsure about whether or not he can... Like, when the Giants are next in an NFC championship game, is Daniel Jones the quarterback of this team? That remains to be seen. Because so far, and I just gave him credit, so I don't want to sound like I'm going back on that, but so far he hasn't shown you that can be the, t- the case. He hasn't, he hasn't displayed greatness and brilliance to the extent that, you know, the Giants can be a contender with him at quarterback. That's something we have to still learn about which is why it makes his career a little bit difficult to analyze because at this point, we should have the answers to those questions. He's, he's played long enough that we should have a, a, an idea of whether or not he's the guy. Because what is this? We're going into year five for him now. But because of the mismanagement when it comes to coaching and he didn't have offensive minds around him, we are willing to not ignore it, but... I guess, disproportionately um, use what he did prior to Dable as opposed to you know what he was able to do last season now that he has a, a, an actual offensive mind in his ear coaching him up. But if the answer is you know da- Daniel Jones is never going to reach that ceiling, then it doesn't matter what happens with Saquon. Here's the thing. Here, here's why you shouldn't be having nightmares about a future without Saquon. And he, like, he's great. He's tremendous. He is otherworldly. You could make a legitimate case he's the best running back in football. You can make the case. But what we're seeing all around the league is all of these guys are replaceable. This is not just a giant statement being made. This is a statement that's made around all of football. Josh Jacobs, who was brought up by a caller, led the league in rushing, franchised. Tony Pollard, big part of the Cowboys offense, franchise. Dalvin Cook, four straight 1,000-yard rushing seasons for a playoff team, cut. Like, this is just the nature of football. Christian McCaffrey, big contract from the Panthers, traded. These guys are replaceable. You can find 
you know, an undrafted free agent. You can find a guy, you know, somewhere in the fifth or sixth round who can come in and have a ginormous impact if you have the proper structure in place. Now, of course, he has to, you know, be talented and have the ability to do that. But it is much harder to find, obviously, the franchise quarterback than it is to, to find uh, an impactful running back because the sport now has, has shown and has given you years of evidence you can win with a non-marquee name at running back. We saw the Chiefs five months ago just do it with a seventh-rounder, Isaiah Pacheco. They won the Super Bowl. Why? Because they employ one of the greatest quarterbacks already who's ever lived. That's more important than worrying about the running back. 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls when we return. We will get into the Yankee conversation, I promise, uh, once we hit the 8 o'clock hour. Touch on the Mets as well. Ty Butler going until 10 o'clock tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grossa Show on 98.7 ESPN. My guys, DPH and Rothenberg, tomorrow morning, I mean, you look at the guest list. They're going to be at Jets camp. So star-studded event. So here's the lineup. Miko Harbin, 6.45. Elijah Vera Tucker coming off of an injury, 7 o'clock. C.J. Mosley expecting a big season from him leading that defense, 7.15. And then the guy you know everyone's waiting to hear from spoke to the media today, Aaron Rodgers, 7.30. Big news, I gotta be honest. jazz hands. <laughs> Yo, when I saw the, the green unis, the picture of him on his IG... That's when it really sunk in for me that this is real. That, that made it legitimate. And I actually put it up on my Instagram. I, I said, yo, Rogers, can we retake this picture in Vegas in February? Because oh. it, it doesn't take us Jet fans. It doesn't take much for us to get excited. It, it's, all you got to do is dabble. And boing, we up, if you know what I mean. It's been too long since, since the success has happened, you know, consistently 12 years since your last playoff appearance. So uh, once you see Rodgers at quarterback, it, it starts to – it's surreal. You're, you're conditioned to not expect to have great quarterback play. And assuming he's healthy and he's not as washed as some people make him out to be, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a, a full season of what it actually looks like to have excellent quarterback play. So he's going to join the guys at 7.30, and then the head coach of the team, Robert Sala, who is under tremendous pressure this year, he'll join the show at 9.30. So make sure you guys are tuning in to four hours of DPH on Rothenberg tomorrow. Once again, Hardman, AVT, CJ Rogers, and Sala all on the program. You'll get that only here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Spike in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? It's great to hear you, man. They're making uh, my day or evening better. Got to tell you, I got you know two girls and two boys, and the boys are ones that they're both they're opposite diehard Jets fan. Obviously, basketball is their number one sport, you know, being raised by me. But uh, football, the Giants and Jets, diehards. It's their second favorite sport, you know. And uh, they're both up, you know. Just texted them. I got them listening to you, whatever if they can, you know. And uh, there you go. You know him well? Yeah, I say he's a good guy, man. He's, he's, uh, he's you're in you, between man. their age. No, they like him. They, they, they like to like the music and the whole your, your whole your whole attitude. Uh, but uh, they said the same thing. The Jets are a little too high right now, and the Giants, 
you know, giant. Listen, the whole thing with sports. Now we're basketball first guys, me and you, but and and the NBA is a lot easier to navigate because it's fewer players and contracts aren't as complicated. Even though they're getting that way to me, maybe it's my age creeping up. But this whole thing of devaluing the running back, I understand it. And it's great for the Giants to have Jones and Barkley both in the backfield because they could do some sneaky stuff with, with fakes and, and reverses. and Not reverse reverses, but just off off the beaten path plays because they could both at any time take off and get you 40 yards with their legs. And uh, Barkley's got pretty good hands and he's learned how to block. And the Jets, you know, look, I'm not – that big on football, Buddha, Ira, Richard, those are, you know, the go-to guys for the older men. This whole new infusion of new calls, you know, they know their stuff. That's the way it works. So I'm happy for you guys who are Jet fans. I'm happy for one of my boys. I'm happy for the Giants. Will you, would you be happy? I'll throw you with this, and, and always a pleasure to speak to you. Ten and seven, both team makes the playoffs. You good with that? Oh, absolutely. That's heaven. Okay. All Ten right. and seven, and both okay. teams make the playoffs. My fear is, and I appreciate the call, Spike. In the AFC, <clears throat> excuse me. Ten and seven might not get you in. Just, it, you look at the the hierarchy uh, of what you're up against in this conference. You know, the Chiefs and the Bengals are to me. You know, that's tier one. That that that's tier one right there. But going past that, Lamar's back healthy with his contract. You've got uh, the Chargers with, with Herbert. You've got, you know, the Dolphins, who I mentioned in this division, assuming Tua can stay healthy. Obviously, Buffalo with Josh Allen. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags won a playoff game last year, and they've got a, a Super Bowl-winning head coach. This conference is loaded. Brown, the Browns, right? Deshaun Watson, what did he go, 3-3 three and three last year? And it wasn't great, but, you know, to spend that amount of time away from football, difficult to come back and just transition and, and be excellent. But we know Deshaun at his apex Still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It, it, the Steelers, we want to dismiss them because last year they had a rookie quarterback. But Tomlin just finds a way, never finishing under 500. Well, they win nine games last year. This conference is loaded. So I'm not sure. I would take 10-7 and seven to make it to playoffs because how am I as a Jet fan going to sneeze at that? I haven't had a winning season since 2015. I, I just don't know if ten wins is going to get you it gets get you in tiebreakers and the whole nine, which is why week one is so important. You have to finish above worst case scenario. You finish five hundred in this division. I think you got to finish above five hundred. If you're going to beat Buffalo, the best game to do it is at home in week one. Let's go to Queens and we talk to Jay. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, Ty? Um, good to hear from you. Um, I I'm going to commend you as a Jet fan and. I'm rooting as a New York fan for, you know, things to change because it's been a little a, a little while since we've been able to root for a team to win a championship. And I'm looking forward to them even as a Giants fan. But I was going to ask you a quick question when it comes to the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Um, with the, the, the contract situation, do you think it had anything to do with the upgrade that they made in other positions to feel like it was not necessary to pay him as much because they weren't going to require him to do as much? Do you think that had anything to do with it? Because I feel like it's a – I understand both sides of it, where the player and the, the organization are, but I, I feel like they both missed out because Saquon's not going to get a contract like that again, and the organization is not going to find another player that's going to account for 35 to 40% of their offense and make up for so an listen, average quarterback, make it to the I playoffs, think, you know? I, I think it's a great point, and you point out, going forward, 
you don't want to put that much responsibility on your running back just because it's not needed to win a championship. You want to you wanna have that on a quarterback, and you, you give him better options, more weapons, and now you know, Saquon isn't 40% of your offense. That's just a bad plan, not just, because of, not just because of the nature of the sport, but because we are talking about a guy who's got a, a, a decorated injury history. So I think that's part yeah. of it. But, Jay, just look around the league. It's not just the Giants deciding that. Every team in football. That's why it's just so funny. He's going to sit out because, you know, he wants the big, big-time contract. What team's giving him that? Who's deciding yeah. that we are a Saquon Barkley big contract away from, you know, being a contender or, 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 or taking it to the next level? I just don't see it. And I appreciate the call, Jay. I, I, I really don't see the other side of it. I, I feel for him because he was tremendous last year. He did everything right. He stayed on the field. Now, he fell off a little bit in the second half, but you know the totality of his season, including going up to Minnesota and winning that playoff game where he scored the touchdown that put him ahead. I actually rewatched that game on Saturday. Uh, NFL Network had it on. He was great. I, I don't know what more he could have done last season to facilitate getting this, this contract solidified. I, I, but... This was a thought I had. Let's just say Saquon was drafted in 2018, never gets hurt. He plays every game. He's as great as he is for the entirety of his Giants tenure. Does that change anything? Do they pay him then? And I still think the answer is no. Because it's not wise. It's not fiscally responsible in a salary cap, uh, in a sport where there's a hard salary cap. And you've got so many other needs. Dable and Shane came in here to clean up a mess. They were not, first of all, the Giants, we know, should not have drafted him number two overall in 2018 when they did. That was a mistake. So despite, you know, him going out there and being fantastic, you're not going to double down on that mistake and pay him big money. It just doesn't make sense. It's not conducive to winning football. Look at the teams that are winning championships. What do we talk about? We talk about the quarterback. And it's not that you want to have you know, a zero-level talent at that position. It's just that with what you're given, you can find it elsewhere. I don't have to pay you. The reality is draft a quarterback, run him into the ground, franchise him twice, move on, rinse, repeat, and you do the same thing over. Hour number two coming up next. It's the Dan Grosser Show. Ty Butler filling in, going until 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.